0: This is the Catos Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 4, Episode 12. Why should I bother? Season finale. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catos Podcast. Welcome back, my friend, to the season finale, the final episode of Season 4, Episode 12. Can you believe it? We've done a whole season together on tough times we've had one focus this season and i've been having some really good feedback with people saying i really enjoy the fact that you're just looking at one area going really deep into this one area so thank you if you've been saying things like that if you've been enjoying it great stuff so thank you to our sponsor who are the masterclass sessions if you click on the link in the show notes you can book yourself onto the next masterclass session where they have the best people from all around the world, the world-class people who really know what they're talking about in their chosen field, their chosen area of business, and they can help you to be brilliant. And if you um, send me a quick email to michael at kataholos.co.uk or just comment on our social media posts about the podcast, just something that you enjoy from the episode, you can be in with a chance of winning a whole year's subscription for free to the Masterclass sessions. We've had several people over the last few seasons who've been enjoying that. So... I wanna talk from the heart today (laughs) with you about this because this is something that I've come up against in my own life, personally. Many years teaching children, all the time, and now teaching adults and and working with adults. This question of, well, why should I bother? What's the point? Whether it's you're in a lesson and you're trying to learn something, or you're in your business and something's not working, or you're in a relationship and it's going badly, or there's something going on with your family or in your health and you just think well, i just i've had enough you know why should i bother and you're looking for a reason to keep going or a reason to persevere or you're questioning what's the point of it all right i have definitely been there so i wanted to help you but first i wanted to just chart what we've looked at together and it's it's pretty cool so if you go back through the episodes from this season we started by saying well If you want to have a way in tough times, you've got to have an approach. That was episode one. Then we really looked at the mental side of tough times and how they can kind of affect you very negatively. And then we went into what I called the hidden life being your precious treasure. And we did two parts on that, about how to cultivate that inner self. Then we had a guest. If you remember, we had Rob Lacombe come on and we looked at how partnerships and having a partner, and somebody to look out for you can really help you talked about some of my tough times that I've been through and I told some stories of what helped me and then we looked at hope and we said that was the vital ingredient, you've got to have hope and then the most recent episode we looked at being hardy and what that actually means. So I wanted to talk to you from the heart about why I think you should bother, (laughs) why you you should keep going, give you a few different things to think about in relation to that and I wanted to give you two of my favourite true real-life stories um, that show how people didn't give up in tough times and why they're bothered and and what they're able to achieve. It's very important if you feel that you're really struggling with something to reach out to a professional. So uh, if you click on the link in the show notes, I'll put a link to the Samaritans. The Samaritans are a fantastic organization. If you ring them up or you go on the website, you've got some problems, they will listen to you. They're professionals. And if you reach out to your doctor, your local GP, your surgery, these people can really help you. But today I want to just give you some informational stuff. You know, that's my approach. Don't try to be a doctor, never have. So one of the things that really helped me when I thought, oh, why should I bother, was when I had COVID this year, and it was really bad, really bad, and really struggled. And I can't remember I came up with this, but I just started going, well, what would the best case scenario be? We know what the worst case scenario be. I'm gonna die of this thing. And I didn't, luckily. But, the, but what's the best case scenario? The absolute best. And I was thinking about it, going, well, you know, I fully recover and there's no lasting impacts at all. And I'm pretty much back to how I was before, if not better. Fortunately, I was able to manage that. And then I started thinking, well, why am I not regularly focusing on the best case scenario? We all know about the worst case scenario. That phrase in English even exists now, worst case scenario. And I'm not saying the best case scenario you in your life now is going to happen but do you even know what it is because I to be honest I didn't I knew what the worst case scenario was I knew some things I wanted to do to try and improve or things to look forward to and that kind of thing but what I regularly do now is I'll take an area I'll actually do it daily I'll do three and I go right what's the best case scenario that could happen so for example at the moment I've got a muscular injury and I go right well the best case scenario is I'm like a full recovery no pain at all it's great and I'm actively thinking about that and I'm actively focusing on that. So if you're questioning, you know, why should you keep going with things? Why should you bother? Just think, well, what would the absolute best scenario be that you'd want right now? What is the problem that you want solving or the pain you'd want taking away or the, the way you need to see a way forward or the person to change your behavior? or Whatever it is, the money. You know, what would the best case scenario be? And just see if you can figure out what that is. That's so often the thing when I used to say to people when they get stuck on things, they say, well, I give up, I can't, I can't see a way forward, I can't do this thing. Okay, okay, but what are you trying to do here? Or what are you trying to solve? Or what is it you're wanting? And often it wasn't that the situation was difficult and that's why they've given up. It was because they didn't know what they wanted. Does that make sense? They They weren't happy with the situation, but doubly difficult was they didn't know how to improve it or what they actually wanted. They were just stuck in that moment. So if you identify the best case scenario, that's a helpful counterbalance to what you might be going through. Another one that's really true for me, and has been so true for me in business over the last five years, is you don't know what's going to happen next. So I'll tell you a quick story from my teaching days, and you'll like this. There was a girl in my class, and she was, oh, was she, 8? Eight? 8 going on 18, if you ever <laughs> taught, if you've got a daughter like that. This girl's worldly wise beyond her years, and she's very intelligent, and I liked her. But because of that kind of way she was, she felt she was a bit sad often and morose and melancholic, and she thought, well, you know, things are just a bit rubbish. And I thought, that's very unusual for a child to be like that. And I used to talk to her and you know, give her time of day. And I remember we were talking about high school because she was in year four, and I was saying to her, Hey, looking forward to high school? A couple more years, it's going to be good, new school. She went, no, it'd be rubbish. I said, excuse me? She said, oh yeah, I'm sure it'd be rubbish. You know, it's not going to be good, is it? I said, well, how do you know? She said, well, and she started saying all these things. And I kind of gently challenged her a little bit and said, well, you've not been to high school yet. I've been to high school. And you don't know how good it could be or the friends you can make. And I was just gently trying to say to her, you know, you've not been there yet. And you don't know what's going to happen. You might do think, you know, you might have an idea and it might go that way but it might not because it's not happened yet. And she I don't know, she was listening. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I guess. But it made me think, how often do we think, oh, well, it's going to go like this because it's gone like that in the past. We don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows what's actually going to happen. We make predictions, absolutely. And we try and make projections. In the business world, that's very important. You have to know your numbers. You have to know your figures. You have to protect the downside. But you don't actually know What's going to happen next, the good or the bad? I remember when I was about 24, it's this really strange moment. I stood under this tree, and just looked up at the sky. I was like, "Wow, I've made all these plans and all these goals. None of them actually happened yet. It's just me in this moment right now. I know what I want to happen. I know what I think might happen, but it's not actually happened yet. And that really helped me, because up until that point, I was always very driven and got to achieve this, do this thing." So if you're finding things overwhelming you think this is going to happen and no, it's going to be bad or good but it's not happened yet it's not actually happened yet and you don't know that beautiful uncertainty can be it can be scary can it but really good stuff can come from that and if you have people around you say this is definitely going to happen you can challenge them on that say you don't know you've not lived tomorrow nobody has i haven't we've not lived tomorrow tomorrow can bring such good I go to bed, and every day at the moment I wake up and say, I hope I'm not in pain. And sometimes I wake up and there's no pain, and that's good. So we don't know what's going to happen next. That's a good thing, embrace that. And this is from me, right? This is from the heart to you. Now, listen to this. I tell you now, man, the world needs you. It does. It does. It needs people who are willing to... ...go out of their way to help others, to help themselves... ...to be the best version of themselves, to embrace life... ...to try and be kind, to grow, to develop. I try not to give up on people I've not met many people I don't like. But if there's one thing I've figured out so far... ...it's the world does need you. You can help people, you can do so much good. And often when I say this to people they think... ...no, I'm not particularly special, I don't have any special talents... ...the world doesn't need me, I haven't got any special purpose... And I say to them that's not what I mean. I don't mean it like that, like a you know, you're a superhero in a film. That's not true. What I mean is the world has need of people who want to be good people and, and help people and, and do these things. That it there's always an you know, they say in Spanish, Necesito, there's it's always necessary, there's always a need for that. So the world has needs. People have needs, they tell me all the time. Our environment, our natural environment has needs. So if you are able to hear this, the world needs you, just like you need the world, you know? You're necessary, you're not an extra bit part that's just left over, forgotten about. You're a gorgeous piece of this world, you know? Did you know the chemical atoms, are the chemicals that we're made up of, some of them aren't actually even made in this world. They're made in the heat of a dying star. <laughs> you are literally stardust. There's bits inside you that come from very special places, billions of light years away it's incredible i think it was einstein said we either treat everything like it's a miracle or nothing like it's a miracle well you're a miracle the fact you can hear this right now so the world does need you and what that need is you can figure it out as you go and that's what i try and do but the world has need of you and you can help people definitely and another one for me personally is to say don't give up on yourself don't give up on yourself you've been given this this life these abilities these gifts you're still figuring yourself out I know I am it's like you're constantly being reintroduced to yourself you know when you're a child you think you're trying to grow up and then when you grow up a bit you sometimes think back to your childhood but you think I'm not fully grown yet or I'm it's almost like you're waiting to arrive and you never actually get anywhere so you're constantly being reintroduced to yourself and and developing yourself and that's brilliant you know so get to know yourself and, and, and enjoy and enjoy that. I mean, you think, why? Well, you know, why should I bother? Because you're a special person. You're a gift to yourself. You get to be here right now and be part of this crazy computer game, you know. And if you're thinking, well, I don't like myself. Or I don't know myself. That's a really good starting point because you can develop yourself. You can change yourself. I say that to people all the time. That's, that's what I enjoy about life. You know, you don't like yourself, you can figure it out and change it, or you can start something, create something, embrace some responsibility. So, somebody loves you, I always say that, and I do, I'll put it out there, I do, right now, (laughs) alright? Something else to understand, which I think is really cool, is transience. Transience just means that everything is temporary. I've said this before, and it's worth saying again, if you are questioning, giving up on things, why should I bother, what's the point, it's often that you think that however it is, it's always going to be that. So situation, person, whatever, it's always been like that, and it's always going to be like that. Well, I can tell now, whatever it is, without even knowing, that's false. Nothing lasts forever, nothing. Everything's transient and transitory. It's moving from one place to another. Nothing lasts, not even our lives, not even who we are. All the more reason to enjoy it while we're here, right? The pain you're in or the situations you're in, that all temporary. That really helps. When I've been ill this year, That really helped to know that it's temporary. You know, the muscle injury I've got is temporary. People talk about all these things that the world is going through. They're very difficult and they are very temporary. They don't last forever. Nothing lasts forever. That transience, it really helps because then it becomes a case of endurance. Rather than saying, this is just the way it is, you say, this has been like this for six weeks. This has been like this for three months. This has been like this for 20 years. This has been like this for four generations of my family. And maybe it can change. Maybe tomorrow is going to be different. Maybe I'm going to be the one that makes the difference and moves it forward. That transience, that temporary nature is really cool. Really cool. So whatever it is, embracing that. So those are just a few things to think about. You know, the best case scenario. What is that? You don't know what's going to happen next. None of us do. And that's the exciting thing. The world does need you. and You can help the world. And you matter yeah you are important you are a special person just by the fact that you're here i read a beautiful quote and it was on a a person's fridge with this giraffe of all things next to it and it just said some people make the world more special just by being in it and it's true and i read another quote and this person said if you don't know what to create create yourself that was brilliant absolutely brilliant so i want to share with you two real life examples of one was a young man and one was a slightly older man who've really understood this kind of thing of well, why should i bother they were both in pain they both had very difficult circumstances in different ways and they both found a way to help themselves and to help others and to kind of transform what was going on so I'd like to share them with you now so the first one this is amazing i love being able to tell you this this is about three years ago i was doing a Delivering a program, a course on a program for uh, young people at a college, Burnley College in the northwest of England in Lancashire. Fantastic college. Happy to be associated with the staff and the the children and the young people. Fantastic. Anyway, we were doing this program uh, for ambitious young people wanting to better themselves and their prospects. And I was doing a session, and I never forget, I was stood at the door just inviting people as they came in. There's about 20 people. And one of the people came in on crutches, and I was like, oh no, they've hurt themselves. And I just spoke to him, I said, oh, have you hurt yourself over Christmas, because we had a Christmas break? Oh no, no, this is one of my conditions. I said, oh, oh, um, I'm sorry to hear that, I felt really stupid. And he said, no, 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 it's fine, I'm happy to talk about it. And I said, well, if you don't mind me asking, um, what is it? Because he was on crutches, so I assumed it was his leg, he went, oh, I, I have acute nerve pain. And I was like, oh right, well, what's that? I had no idea and he told me about it and he basically just said that he is in pain every single day. His nerves, his whole nervous system, acute meaning really sharp, hard, horrible pain. I said, I'm so sorry. He's like, ah, don't worry about it, it's fine, it's part of my life. He was was so nonchalant about it. He was smiling, he was happy and he told me the level of pain and get this, his pain is so severe that they had to take him to hospital and show it to him on a chart, like a relative chart because to help him to understand how well he was doing just to function with this pain. He told me about this scale. I said, well, what do, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, they go in and they show you like broken arm, that pain. I was like, okay, is your nerve pain like that? He goes, no, mine's above that. I went, oh, right, okay. Uh, and then they show me like, you know, giving birth when women give birth. And that's really high on the pain scale. It's like a seven out of 10, 10 being the worst in the world. And I was like, all oh, right. So I'm guessing yours is, you know, a bit lower than that. He goes, no, no, it's above that. Okay, um, I said, "Well, where's yours?" He goes, "Well, then you go up the scale, uh, and then apparently you get torture, and torture is up at, near the top of the scale." And I was getting quite nervous at this point, and I just said, uh, "Okay." Um, so is that you know around yours? He goes, "Yeah, mine's about that, a bit higher." I says, "A bit higher," and he said, "Yeah, yeah," and he gave me a big smile and he just sat down. I, I was flabbergasted. I didn't know what to say. Now the reason I'm telling you this is, at no point did he give off any impressions and pain whatsoever, who obviously was, but he somehow managed it. And the reason I'm telling you this story is we did a quick exercise where I was talking about limiting beliefs and thinking outside the box. And there's about 20 people sat in a circle and I just dropped a pen in the middle of the circle and said, right, can somebody come and pick this up without using their hands? Everybody looked at me (laughs) like I had two heads. I was like, you can't do that. It's impossible. This guy straight away, I'll do it, I'll do it sure come into the middle so he gets up hobbles over on his crutches really quick actually did these two big leaps and kind of got the pen between his crutches kind of twisted it a little bit flicked it up and kind of caught it and looked at me smiled and sat down <laughs> and then suddenly you know people realized there were many different ways they could do it so people you know came along and picked up with their elbows or did it kneeling use their mouth the point is he totally blown open the door and everybody figured out well if he can do it like that I can do this that was a young man who inspired me and I was very very humbled by that for many many reasons that man inspired me and I'm not going to tell you what you need to take away from that story but he, he was an example of life showing me some stuff going hey Mike pay attention look at some amazing people in the world and the second example is a beautiful story that comes from about 100 years ago in north america in the south and north america and just like at the moment there was a lot of difficulty all throughout the country and there was actually a famine going across the land at the time a lot of people were farmers and the crops were failing and they were really struggling and this man came into town and he said hi i think i can help your situation and call a town meeting and i'll show you what i'm selling and i think it could help your village and everybody said, okay, we'll listen to this guy. And he pulled out a massive bag of peanuts and said, right, you can put these peanuts into the soil. It will enrich the soil with nitrogen. You will grow peanuts and you can eat them. You can sell them. I think it could be really good for your situation. What have you got to lose? He made a very good case. And people were like, yeah, sounds good. So they bought these peanuts from this man. He went, thank you very much. I'll go off my way and I'll go to some different states and I'll come back in a few months and see how you're getting on. It's so about three months later. Comes back. Uh, Hi everyone, how are you getting on? Yeah, really good, really good. We've got these peanuts, we've been selling them. We've managed to make some money for the village. Much better, the soil's much better. Thank you, it was wonderful. Great suggestion, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. I'm going to carry on my journey. I'll come back and see another three months or so. Sure, sure, you'd be very welcome. Goes off. Comes back another three months later. So about six months from the original time. And so, how's everybody getting on? And they all said, terrible. So excuse me? It's a terrible, it's awful situation. So what's changed? Well, we're just we're sick of these peanuts. We don't want to eat them anymore. Nobody wants to buy them. So the price of them is just meaningless. We've got more left over. We can't keep planting. It was all your fault. Oh. And then mum was taken aback and said, I'm so sorry. I was just trying to help you. He said, well, you know, you've got to come up with a solution here because you sold us these awful things. Now fix it. So he was a good man and he was a scientist. And he said, right, give me a couple of weeks. I'll go and try and see what I can do for you and present a solution. And they said, well, you better. He said, okay. So he went off into his laboratory and he worked on it really hard for two weeks. He was also a religious man and he got down his knees and he prayed holding a peanut. <laughs> One of these peanuts he'd sold to people and said, Lord, please help me find a use for this thing. You can eat it, but what else can I find to do with it? And they didn't hear from him for two weeks and he comes out of his little makeshift laboratory where he'd been doing his experiments. He said, right, I found the solution. And I said, so, really? He said, yeah, yeah. Call the town meeting and I will show everybody what I've come up with. So the people got very excited. You can imagine, can't you? And all sat there in the town meeting and village hall he comes on stage and he's got these props and these things hidden behind curtains. People were really excited. And he comes on, ladies and gentlemen, I have come to you. And some people are booing, some people are cheering. Said, so ladies, No, no, ladies and gentlemen, I've come to you tonight with a solution to all your problems. And the solution is... You could have heard a pin drop. The peanut. And everybody just started going, What no? Oh, and they he started booing he goes, No, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand. And he whipped away this curtain and he goes, I have found over two hundred uses for this peanut. And he's, he had listed all these examples. He said, You can make shampoo from it, you can make cardboard from it, you can make this from it, you can make that from it. He said, You can make penicillin extracting from a peanut. And he said while I was at it, and he showed a sweet potato, he said, I found over 300 uses for this. And it revolutionised the whole village. The man was George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver was born into slavery, obtained his freedom, and went on to become a world-class botanist. He was the first African-American to obtain a bachelor's degree. Just Google him. The guy was a legend. The point is, he found all of those uses not with a new... Thing, a new object. He used the same object, the same peanut, the same inanimate, normal, everyday peanut. You'd look at a peanut and go, "Wait, eat it? Maybe peanut butter? What else can you do with this thing?" He thought a little bit differently, just like the young man. With being presented with pain, we didn't let it define him, right? So, the next time you think, "Okay, I'm in pain," think back to that young man. Think of the level of pain he was in. It's not that the pain went away. He was still in that pain, but he was able to. Do something with it, you know, and exist with it somehow. And then get yourself a peanut and just look at it and go, am I playing the peanut at the moment? Am I just trying to think one-dimensional? Could I come up with some different uses for this problem? I think that's incredible. I think that says so much about our incredible ability as human beings to bother, to carry on, to not give up, to find a way. All these things are the same for you. Best case scenario is what these two... People found the best case scenario, the way forward. I just think it's wonderful. It's been amazing spending time with you in season four. It's a real privilege for me. And thank you for all your support. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've got some fantastic material ready for you already for season five. Some exciting new things I'll be sharing with you very soon. And keep going. Don't give up. There's always a way forward. So take something from today. Maybe check out George Washington Carver, Google him, amazing man, or one of the things we talked about, and try and apply it. Give you a reason to bother. And even if you don't, just know that right now, someone like me loves you very much, just as you are, okay? Take care, and see you in season five. today's random positive fact, a very simple one. You make the world a better place just by being in it.